Can Hinjun Ryu come close to his 2020 performance? Who will be the closer in Texas moving forward? Which prospect will be the next big ad? Join us today where we provide you with the best mustache players on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Matthew Onay. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify or, or wherever you may listen. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you click the bell below to subscribe to the channel so you get notified Every time we launch an episode. Also, guys, we have a great way. If, um, if you really are liking the show and you want to help sub- support the podcast, please um, subscribe to us on Subtext, where it's a more in-depth personal experience with us here at Locked On Fantasy Baseball. All right, guys, we got a fully loaded episode today. Um, you know, it's a really good one, actually. You know, our mustache players for the week uh, for, you know, whether it's prospects or all things under the sun, but you know, we're going to get rocking and rolling here. And I think we have a great name to start with. And that's Hinjun Ryu. Um, if you guys remember his 2020 performance, which was absolutely amazing, you know, in that shortened season, my guy had 67 innings pitched. He had 72 strikeouts. He had a two, six, nine ERA with a wonderful one, one, four whip. I mean, Ryu has all the upside in the world, even though since the 2020 season, he hasn't really been able to perform. Honestly, I still think he's going to bounce back. I mean, I think if anything on the low end side for his, you know, floor, probably looking at more 2021 where he had a 437 ERA through 169 innings pitch, which clearly he's not going to get through that. And what I could say too is probably going to be a rough start to him since he's coming off the Tommy Johns. Now, the reason why we're talking about him is not because, oh, I think he's going to be the next thing. He's going to return to glory, but can he provide some serious impact on your fantasy team with the, the pitching landscape that it is on the waiver wires right now. So my, my answer to that is yes. And the reason for that is because he's done it in the past and Ryu on, you know, Toronto, I think has a lot of upside just being that the wins could be there. And also just the fact that I like, right. I'm not even going to lie, you know, right now, here's the updated news on him. He's be going to begin his minor league rehab assignment. So he's probably going to need a few, probably going to be a little loosey goosey, but here's the thing to look out for. All right. If he just starts outright dominating and, you know, looking like, you know, his old self, then boom, you know, he's obviously a must add. But even if he's not, I mean, you might as well add him, see what happens and go from there. I mean, you can add him right to your IL in most leagues. And I think that, you know, it'd be smart of you and behooved of you if you do so just based off of the fact that the upside. But I'm going to stop talking in circles about Ryu. I just you could clearly see I like the kid and we're going to move on to another pitcher that's on the IL. And that's Mr. Kyle Wright. We've talked about him quite a few times. Um, Kyle has a lot of upside in just the form of, you know what, look at it, look what he did last year, right? Like, you know, you know, we all hope that he can do what he did last year in 180 innings. He had 174 strikeouts. He had a 319 ERA with a, a 115 whip. Like, 
I mean, that's all why we drafted him pretty high. Like I drafted him almost in every league. And unfortunately, right before the season started, he had the shoulder injury. He didn't look so hot coming back. And then it was, hey, the shoulder's acting up again. So like, I think that honestly, his poor production in the beginning of the season was all just a part of the shoulders still being there and nagging him. Now let's hope that, you know, they take a little bit more time and that, you know, he can really get himself right because I think Kyle Wright is an excellent talent. So the outlook for him, for at least me, for how I'm going to assess the situation is I'm kind of, if I have the IL spot, I'm going to add him and I'm going to hold him for as long as possible and pray that I don't have, you know, a bunch of injuries pop up on my, on my team, which you never want anyway. You got to pray and you hold him for as long as you can. And if you get him when he returns, you're able to hold out that long, which I'm thinking probably end of, end of July, you know, maybe the beginning of August is what I'm, what I'm kind of gathering from what I'm reading, but we shall see. I can be wrong and it may be September, but anyway, you know, what I think he could do once he comes back is be a stud, be that influx of, of talent that you need in that, in that rotation to really help you take, take it to the everydayers championship. So really check out, you know, Kyle, Wright. But let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Edward Cabrera. Now, he's another one up and down all season. I mean, quite honestly, he was very frustrating. I really thought a lot better of him coming into the year, but we all knew the ups, uh, the ups and downs of the roller coaster that is Edward Cabrera. Because, I mean, last year, you know, he had moments of genius and then he flopped. But last year, he did put it together with a 301 ERA. He had 72, uh, 71 innings pitched and he had 75 Ks with a 1074 uh, whip. And now, the indicator of where, like, you know, you saw where he could have kind of flop this year was his fifth you know fielding independent pitching uh it was a, a predictive stat his was 459 literally a run and a half higher than his actual era so he was pitching well above board now this year his fifth again fielding independent pitching is a 449 and his era is a 470 so he's almost on par with he's actually kind of playing a little bit worse than his fifth and maybe that'll return but what i'm thinking is Cabrera did show a whole bunch of, you know, positive starts along with the really bad starts, right? Like, you know, we had like these 10 and 12 K games we've had where, you know, he just looked absolutely brilliant at out there. Cause the kid has the stuff he's young. Like, I mean, he's not old being that he's 25 years old. We forget that too. We're just growing impatient because he's already been in the league. What three major league seasons since 2021, you know, I would, I would hope that he's able to take that step forward. I would hope that Cabrera has some stuff going on where he's able to fix it. So that's what I hope we're going to see moving forward. So I think Edward Cabrera is a must stash right now, just based off of the upside of the strikeouts. And you know what? Worst case scenario, he comes up, he starts two, three times, and he still looks how he did in the beginning of the season where it's all funky and messy and you just drop him. I won't blame you. But I mean, again, you may not also run out and have to go add him now because everybody's probably fed up. And you're probably looking at me with your eyes rolling, skipping through this take. But if you've stuck around this long, I'll tell you what. If he does hit, if he does do what I think he was going to come into the season and do, he may be, you know, somebody that can lead you to the Everydayers Championship as well. You know, a lot of these guys are all going to be high upside and, you know, with really, 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 really basement floors. Like it could be really volatile in terms of where, where this all can land. So, I mean, I get it, but you know what? You got to, you got to just take, shoot your shot at this point. You know, it's all about getting to the show, which is the playoffs, right? And how do you manufacture that? These guys can help you manufacture those wins if they hit, you know, how do I put this? You're all looking to, you know, scratch a lottery ticket and, you know, win a million bucks, 
you know, these are my lottery tickets. These are my scratch outs. And, you know, Eric Cabrera seems to be, you know, based off of, you know, history and what he's done and what he can do. It seems like it's a good bet. And this is a better bet than going to the store and buying a scratch off. But let's move on here. I've talked enough about Edward Cabrera, too. So about Mr. Jose Quintana, a name, another name this year that um, I just wasn't sure if I was going to talk at all either. My guy is coming back soon. You know, I think that quite honestly, he can provide somewhat of, you know, some value here. Last year, he did really have a good year, but I'm not going to count on it, right? In 165 innings pitch last year, 137 strikeouts. He had a 293 ERA with a 299 FIP, which is really nice, actually. Um, and a one, two, one whip. Like, I mean, those are really solid stats. He was not really playing above board or below board. He was really kind of on par with his fit, which is something that, you know, you could see, I clearly trust. And, you know, Jose Quintana has been, you know, somewhat serviceable and was a good pitcher at some point in his career where, you know, for his first, what, one, two, three, four, five years, you know, he's really put it together. And then, you know, he had a bunch of bad seasons, but I mean, Quintana's always been injury prone and all this wonderful stuff, but I feel like, Hey, why not? Again, it's, he's the same reason I t- we're talking about everybody else in this episode. You know, you got to shoot your shot. You know, how am I going to, you know, make my rotation, have that leg up on everybody else. He may be that guy. He's one of the lower tier guys in all honesty. Like, I'm not just like, Oh my God, I'm running out to get there. No, I'm going to wait until he gets like, is getting the, Hey, I'm coming back from injury to almost add him. But you know, What's the difference? Keep an eye on him, put him on the watch list. And if he does come back, then, hey, you know, he's worth an ad. And guys, before we move on and we keep rock and rolling through this fast paced episode, which is always like that with me, we have two closers we're going to talk about. And one, you know, is on the side here of, you know, who's going to take that closing job. Another is somebody that's been super disappointed that we drafted really high and a bunch of prospects that I think we should be keeping an eye on. But before that, Here at Locked On, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in the action with FanDuel, America's sports, the number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can wager from everything from money lines, runs scored, home runs, and stolen bases in a single game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance for a bigger payout in the same same game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you, when you're, uh, when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Make everything every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports partner of AMLB. All right. All right, everydayers, listen up. We have a new and exciting thing about our podcast we need to talk to you about. Same, something that you really can help support the podcast to keep Dom and I going. We're super thrilled about this. It's been going really well. And it's, you know, if you haven't heard about it, it's our new uh, new platform and campaign on Subtext website where we'll be offering personalized in-depth experience just for you. By subscribing to Locked On Fantasy Baseball on Subtext website and becoming a member of the exclusive Everydayers, Everydayers Diamond Club, you'll gain unlimited access to us through one-on-one texting conversations. As a part of the Diamond Club, you'll receive instant alerts and expert opinions on prospect call-ups, injuries, detailed waiver wire uh, recommendations. But that's not all. We'll also be promptly answer- answering all your fantasy baseball questions here and talk about fantasy baseball whenever you'd like. It's actually really great. I love getting to know you guys. It's been really great, honestly. I love everybody who's already a Diamond Diamond Club member. It's awesome getting to know you guys. 
So, you know, head on over to Subtext. You know, you get a free 14-day trial, and then, you know, it's up to you if you want to continue with us. I think you're going to like it. So give it a shot. What's the what's the worst that happens? We, we're not doing it for you, and you cancel after 14 days. Hey, if you like it, stick around. We got a lot coming for you. But if you want to find this, you know, the link is in the, the description below. It's in our link tree on all our social media platforms. You know, give us a give us a check out. And honestly, too, if we're not doing something for you and you're already, a, uh, you know, a Diamond Club member, send us a text. Let us know what we can do better because, you know, the whole point of this is to personalize it for you. So that's what we do here. So let's move on. Also, guys, too, don't forget to check us out tomorrow. I won't be on the show. As you can tell, Dom isn't here. So I'm not available on the holiday which is when we record. So happy 4th of July to everybody. Dom will be rolling in since my guy is, you know, unfortunately be working and not enjoy a few cocktails unlike me. And I don't feel like providing that for that kind of content for you while I am in not the right state. So with that being said, guys, let's move on. And it sounds like my daughter has come down the stairs. So don't mind a little whining and groaning in the background. <laughs> All right. So Let's move on. We just talked about Mr. Jose Quintana, and now let's start talking about some closer action, right? Let's talk about Aroldis Chapman, you know, newly acquired from the Kansas City Royals and now on the Texas Rangers. And you know what? It's an interesting conundrum. I'm going to tell you why. Because Chapman obviously has plenty of experience, you know, as a closer, clearly. I mean, he was the Yankees closer and plenty of other teams' closers before that. So, you know, it's really interesting to see you know, what, how's it going to play out? So right now he's going up as a setup man, but he's somebody to keep an eye on because, you know, in non-holds leagues, is this is really where my conversation is going. In holds leagues, you probably already own him. But in non-holds leagues, Chapman probably, if, if, if the opportunity arises, could take this job and then hold on to this job because, hey, he's looking fantastic so far in the season. You know, through 30 innings pitch, he has four wins, two saves, 55 Ks, 237 ERA, and a 122 whip. And over the last month, he has three wins, two uh, 22 Ks, a sub one ERA at 0.90, and a sub one e whip of 0.80. Like he's playing out of his mind. Chapman looks like himself. Now, can that change when he gets into the high leverage situations? Possibly. Can he, you know, fall and crumble under pressure? Possibly. But, you know, if I had a, you know, pick a horse to win the race probably not him I, I probably have him to succeed in that situation so Aroldis Chapman is at least a watch and if we start seeing uh the closer over there Texas is just eluding me you know being that I'm you know one don't have done the bounce on off of and two you know can't go look at it while I'm doing this live show I um it's eluding me but if he somehow falters gets hurt Chapman is in for a big role and Texas is rocking and rolling. So, you know, I really think you should keep an eye on Aroldis Chapman. All right, let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Ryan Helsley. Um, you know, somebody that has been absolutely uh, just utterly disappointing for me this year. Um, I really am very upset about this because I had him as probably my number one closer going into this year since, you know, um, Diaz got hurt. And he just has made me feel like a like like such a bozo. Um, I'm really upset about that. And um, yeah, but I think quite honestly, he was just dealing with whatever is going on now. Something else has been going on because he did have a bunch of moments of genius last year. He looked great. Gallegos isn't performing. Jordan Hicks isn't performing. Quite honestly, I mean Hicks had a great last um, great week. 
last two weeks, but you know, I'm not really like blown away. I mean, my guy has a 309 ERA on the year where, and that's over the last month since Helsley has been in the position, uh, been hurt. So, you know, it's not really like, you know, like he's really locked on, locked onto this locked in and taking this run away with this position. And the door I feel is still open for Helsley to come back. That was their guy going into the season. And I feel like they'll probably run him back out again. So Helsley is somebody you 100% need to like, maybe not stash, but you could, if you need the closer depth, like if you're, you know, hurting for saves, you know, Helsley, maybe somebody you want to go ahead and add and hold for as long as you humanly can. And See where the see where the road takes you. If not, you know, if he gets the gets the uh, comes back from the IL soon, hey, you know, you add him. You see what happens, and you see if he can provide you with the saves that you need week in and week out. All right, let's talk. Let's, let's stop talking about all the guys of the what ifs of you know people we've already had and already have some sour tastes in our mouths, and let's move on to some exciting names. And I really do want to talk about this one. Um, I'm really excited about him, and that's Mr. Oscar Colas. You know, the very first episode of this, the watch the you know, the waiver wire watch list, um, IL stash episode, Oscar Colos was on there along with, um, you know, Outman and a few other names that ended up hitting Oscar Colos was one that kind of flopped. He looked good to start the season and then outright took a dump, but I like Colos and he's been absolutely murdering, murdering the minor leagues this year. Like I love what he's been doing over the last month. And, you know, he really turned around his overall numbers. So this year so far, if you haven't been paying attention to Colossus, you kind of put that sad story out of your mind. My guy has had 191 at-bats, 35 runs, 14 doubles, 9 bombs, 29 ribs, 2 stolen bases. You know, he's one of those new age kind of, uh, you know, baseball strikeout batting average guys where, you know, he strikes out way more than he walks. But he has still batting 293. I love it. I think that Colossus has a lot of upside. He did show a small little amount. And a few moments of genius when he came out, but then utterly t- took a dump, like I said. So Colos, I think, has the upside to come in and take the job because, you know, there's nobody really performing there. I mean, they're, the White Sox really do need somebody to come in and, and, and take that last outfielder's spot because, you know, they're looking like, you know, between Eloy and Roberts that they're starting to heat up. And if Colos can come in and just add to that, you know, White Sox can really turn it around. I, a low-key, if you can't tell, I love the Eloy and Roberts and I love the White Sox team in general a lot of fun names on that team and Oscar Colas is one of them so you know definitely keep an eye out for him all right before we move on and talk about a pitcher that we thought that was going to come up this year but ended up getting injured and one of the most exciting pitchers in all of prospect names another Baltimore prospect and a guy that we all know Dom and I love Thank you, and we're back. All right. Now, without further expense, uh, further suspense, we're going to talk about Mr. Andrew Painter. Andrew Painter, quite honestly, I'm really sad. I really thought he was going to come up, be this big arm that has incredible stuff at such a young age, and just do his thing. I know me being living in the Philly area, a lot of people are upset that he got hurt. And, you know, a lot of people questioned why they didn't give him Tommy John surgery either. And... It's funny, but you look at what like Tanaka did, you know, when Tanaka first came over to the, to the MLB from, from Japan, they kind of, he kind of had the same injury and he played on it for years. He never got Tommy Johns from that injury. He was able to play through it. They worked, they worked him out. He didn't play right away. And then he built up his strength and, you know, reworked the elbow. And then he was able to be successful. We all remember what Tanaka did in his prime. He was phenomenal. 
Now, Painter 1 is much younger. You could be more patient being that he's, what, 20, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he is 20 years old. And he just turned 20 in April on April 10th. So he's a young dude. Like we don't, you don't need to rush him. Maybe you do get it. But at the same time, do you really want to put a kid under the knife that has such great stuff and let him readjust to the new arm or work him out? See if you can get it right. And then worry about it two, three years down the line. Cause eventually at this point, you know, being that he's young, they, if it starts flaring up again, he may want it. So there is risk with Andrew Painter, but I don't think this year. Now the question is, will we see him hit the mound this year? And that's tricky. I mean, he is starting to go see live batters, but, you know, it's really just a matter of the Phillies organization. Are they going to be in a position to, you know, go into the playoffs where they're going to want to have Andrew Painter up? Because, I mean, their pitching is so hit or miss with Nolan not playing great. Um, Walker's somewhat serviceable. Ranger's been phenomenal. Wheeler's been great, like, 75 to 85% of the time. But they haven't been a constant, you know, steady movement of just great production out of their – out of their rotation so Andrew Painter could come up and be that you know influx that gives the team the excitement and get rolling and keep that that you know Philly juices flowing because this is that time of the year last year where Philly started to get their groove going and went on to that World Series run so if they start flowing and you know they say okay we really need to get a fifth a fifth arm in this rotation and Andrew Painter's looking right and he's you know no setbacks you know this is this is a real long stretch this is like scratch offs are all scratch offs but Andrew Painter could get that call up and then right before the season ends where they're trying to make that wild card push and man we could see some serious serious value for him um for us especially to go and make that everydayers championship push so Andrew Painter can 100% get that call and get that cup of coffee this year and possibly get you a championship but you know let me also bring it back. Let me digress and say, hey, he's still a rookie. There's no guarantee he's going to translate. But if you ever want to hear what what uh, an expert on prospects are, go back to like pre preseason uh, episodes. Go way back to when we started talking about prospects. And we did our top ten prospect rankings, and you listen to Mister Mister Lindsay over at Locked On um, Prospects. And hear him talk about how Andrew Painter's stuff looks and how incredible his stuff moves and just his power and everything about him just tells me that like Andrew Painter has all the makings to be an absolute all-star. So I love Andrew Painter. Keep an eye out. Wouldn't stash him right now, but unless we start here and he's starting to, you know, get his everyday roles and start, start hearing some grumblings, but Hey, who knows? It's up to you. I wouldn't blame you if you stashed him now, but let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Colton Kowser. Colton Kowser, great, great prospect. I do like him a lot. He is performing right now, too. I mean, in 2023 so far, he has 203 at-bats. He has 54 runs. He has 10 doubles, a triple, 10 bombs, 40 ribs, seven stolen bases, walking almost as much as he's striking out, 48 walks to 60 strikeouts, great numbers, and batting 330 right now on the year. His OPS is 996, like, Colton Kowser is having himself a season. I mean, it's crazy too. Last year he had a you know promotion from A plus to AA to now triple A. Like he's moving up the Baltimore, Baltimore's um system really quickly. And I like what the trajectory is. He was really able to capitalize last year and really succeed at almost every level. You know, triple A was a little bit of a struggle, but he was going up, you know, three levels last year. You'd expect him to with only a 219 batting average. But it's funny, though, he still had five bombs in that short stint and 105 at-bats in that AAA of last year. Then he comes in for a full season, gets the 10 bombs, 
hitting 330, looking great in 203 at bats. Like, yo, like he's looking great. And he's kind of on pace in terms of that home run numbers from from last year because in 105 in triple eight and now 203 and he has 10 it's double the home runs like Kowser can show you that he has a little pop in his bat and if, honestly i think the pop could be more than just a little with 19 total last year across three promotions i mean if he were to just get used to the competition and just roll i mean colton Kowser could put up 25 25 home runs at a man he looks like he hit for batting average like the kid has the stuff and has all the makings of being it i love colton Kowser, six with two 220 pounds I mean, my guy has, you know, outfield el- is outfield eligible. So, you know, Colton Hauser is somebody you really need to keep an eye on. The way he's performing, the way Baltimore is calling up prospects left and right. They're literally, you know, just eating them like Tic Tacs, you know. And you know, he could be up at any point in time. Like Colton Hauser, honestly, you should really be keeping an eye on. I am 100% a fan. I'm trying to stash him if I can. Because the electric pop that this kid can bring. So definitely keep an eye on Colton Kowser. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about somebody that we've talked about to death and talk about all the possibilities they can actually play this season. And that's Mr. Vaughn Grissom. Mr. Grissom, you know how much we love him. Now, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be a brave for much longer. We're going to see him go to a team that is not a contender whatsoever. He's going to be traded for a veteran player that to go to an organization where they're not, they have nobody. And here's, that's the path to where, where Von Grissom plays and succeeds. I love Von Grissom. I, you know, I can't speak about how much I love him at six foot two, 210 pounds. What he did in the bigs last year was phenomenal. And quite honestly, even when he came up this year, I just, I'm blown away that they even had the, the cojones to send him down because he was batting 277. He didn't hit a bomb yet in the bigs, but he was performing. And what he's doing in the minors is pretty solid too. He's batting freaking 316 on the year and he's walking just as much as he's striking out 26 walks to 33 strikeouts. He has two bombs, which whatever, like, Hey, he had 14 in the bigs last year. I'm sorry, not 14, uh, five in the bigs last year in a short little stint. Like, you know, he may not have overwhelming power numbers, but the kid has some serious stuff here and he can steal bases. Cause he has 10 already in 27 and 2022 in the minors. I mean, you know, Von Grissom has a lot of upside. This is why we talk about him. And I do think he has some pop. Like, I think he could be like a 2020 guy with nice batting average. And depending on where he lands is where the the the, the ceiling can be capped at. But I mean, you know, I'm not sure what a great trade partner is going to be with the Braves and who they're looking for. I, I would assume they're going to go and try and add an arm to that rotation with all the injuries that they've been dealing with. And honestly, just the way that, you know, the guys have been trying to replace with their young ball, um, their, their young farm system just hasn't been panning out as well. So, you know, depends on who they are add and where he goes is where that ceiling is going to be capped. But I think that once Von Grissom gets that trade, you know, he can come and step in to be called up pretty much almost immediately like they did with, you know, when Washington traded Juan Soto. And you saw Abrams get the call and Mackenzie Gore get the call and all these guys get the call in that, you know, within the week of getting over there because, you know, they're paying for these guys. They got to put people in the stands. They got to get people excited and they just traded away their veterans. So Von Grissom can be somebody that is an enticing name that also could produce for you in fantasy and possibly get the job done for you and get you that championship and possibly put you over the edge to be the difference between being in seventh and sixth place. And that's the difference in making the playoffs. So Von Grissom could be that little push to get you there. So let's see what happens. The trade deadline is not too far away. So 
Von Grissom could be imminent on all teams. So just keep an eye out. And guys, before I, you know, wrap up here and I give you the whole shebang, I want to say keep going, keep trying, keep making that playoff push. Do not give up. Do not tune out. Do not just jump over to fantasy football. And the reason for that is there is potential no matter what place you're in, unless every single person on your on your lineup is hurt, because people are going to start bowing out and start dipping their hats in and start paying attention to football and forget and take a couple weeks vacations. And those are the weeks you sneak in, you sneak a couple wins in big weeks and you kind of move on and you start rising up the ranks and make the playoffs. It's all comes down to the wire getting that six seed. If you had a rough start to the season, but don't give up. And if you keep following us week in and week out, we're going to get you there. So with that being said, guys, keep your heads up and keep trying to win. And that's all for us today. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, comment, and thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be on the lookout for tomorrow's episode with Dom for, you know, sell high, buy low, and all the wonderful stuff in between. And, you know, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.